When a laid-back southern suburban white kid marries an inner-city ambitious black girl, after 15 years of marriage, three states, and three kids, you learn a thing or two. So thanks for hanging out with us for candid conversations about relationships, race, and how our relationship with Jesus has made life worth living. Welcome to the Relatively Black and White Podcast. Hello, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Relatively Black and White Podcast. Wait, normally you try to catch me with that and say it in rhythm and same time. Let's try it again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Relatively, Relatively Black, black and, and White. Oh, no, that was my Let's do it one more time. I got you. I got, I got you. One more time. I got nervous. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Relatively Black and, black White. and White Podcast. <laughs> oh, for three. We've right. done this Maybe. five times. We, you've nailed it all five times, and I just Look. completely messed it up. But Look. that is okay because we are live today. We, we are, are recording live. live. No edits, no retakes. No. no, it is straight live. So, you guys, as you come up in here, say what's up, guys. You are a part of the family. As soon as you follow, which says, I support y'all, I want to see what's going on with y'all, I want to be in this family with y'all. We would love to have you, and you do that by simply, of course, following, liking, supporting all those things. So, as you guys are watching live today, please say something in the comments. We'd love to slide your comment across the street across the screen. And also, if you are on Facebook, make sure you follow Relatively Black and White. You may be watching this on my Is Priscilla B page or other pages that we have, which we're streaming into live now. But go over to the Relatively Black and White page and join us over there so you can be a part of that stream of conversation and have a good time with us. Now, what are we doing today, hon? What's, what's going on today? Because we're live, we got a lot on the docket today. We we are going to do explain this with Evan. Yes. Uh, We may hit a little curious questions with Priscilla. Yes. Our two favorite segments. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about this journey of faith, this leap of faith that we've recently taken. Yes. And we're going to make it black and white from the scriptures. Mm -hmm. As always. Okay. So you guys. One of the biggest things that we want to, of course, um, hit today, like he said, is our two segments uh, where we kind of challenge status quo. So we're going to start with explain this with Evan. And normally, I don't know what he's going to ask. Like, we kind of really make this a conversation. So as you come in, drop something in the comments so we can see it. But uh, Evan, sir. What is your explain this on today? Okay, this might be a little uh, a little controversial, but I think you guys can help me out with this. Explain this to me. What is the difference between a weave and a sew-in? Y'all, what's the difference? Yeah, weaves and sew-in. Now, let me uh, help me out. Help me out. Let me know in the comments. But this comes from when actually I think we were not married very long, maybe a year or so. And we, we would see different females. Most of the time they were African-American Uh-huh. and you would ask me, you would say, is that their hair? Is that a, I was trying to educate you. Yeah. 
but I got it right like a hundred percent of the time. Like I don't think I ever miss one. Yeah. Did you say yeah? Did, yeah did I, I, look, I think you missed some. <laughs> I'm like, it's sarcastic. I was completely guessing. Y'all. Okay. I have no so, idea. Okay, so let's hit this. <laughs> so let's hit this. In this segment of Explain This with Evan, he wants to know about weaves and sew-ins. I just want to start here. The world of black women's hair is complex. It is not simple. It's amazing, though. It is amazing. It it is until you okay. For for example, for example. Okay. Okay. Sunday, I got Mm -hmm. to church early. Mm -hmm. I got to church before you. I didn't see you getting ready. I didn't see you till you (laughs) got to church. You walk up next to me. I turn around, and all of a sudden, there's this amazingly beautiful woman standing next to me and I'm not positive if this you or not <laughs> because okay. every couple of weeks right. I get a brand new woman that's right okay yes it's I amazing. it was a struggle this Sunday in the hair department today I am all free with my little hat and all the things look not a bonnet but it is all the things today you guys this Sunday, I literally had to shake out a wig and then head to church. Like it was one of those because we have so many things in boxes. And I was like, this is a situation which I have shared on my own Instagram page exactly what happened with my hair. But to answer your question, y'all, which he is posing in this segment about weaves and sew ins, these two are one and the same. In the oh, wait, world, there's not, there's not a difference. Look, in the oh, world of black women's. And I think so. And let me make sure I got it right. In the world of black women's hair, weaves are added added hair, but it's added hair by glue or thread. Your wife doesn't do those anymore. They will take. So her when you hair say out. added hair, like is yes. that like fake hair? Is that like like what 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 where does the, what what kind of hair is it? So it is hair that is borrowed um, from Indian women or women overseas who cut their hair and sell it to vendors for money. So it's real hair that has been taken off of a real head, packaged and sewn. Yes. And then then it's bought and put on another woman's. Yes. But that is only... And you and there's different kinds. There's some that's not real and it's plastic. That's called synthetic. But then we get other. Is that the hair. super shiny stuff? Is that the that one that's is like super a lot. shiny? Like Sunday, it was mine was synthetic. Okay, she wasn't cute. It no, was. It was cute. Wasn't. It was oh. awesome. It was amazing. Look, look. look. No, but was- anyway, let me just say, and I'm gonna pull up Robin's comment. A weave is a wig that's not sewn in into their hair. A sew-in is additional hair to your hair. I like. So does it hair. sew into like? Is it is it like into the hair is sewn into your hair? Mm-hmm. But you can't see ours anymore. I'm sorry, white husband. This is so complicated. It is so complicated. So you cannot see our hair anymore. So here's the why, especially because we have a diverse audience of people in general. For all of my white counterparts, I just want to say this. 
Black women don't want you touching their hair. We don't want you walking <laughs> even up. Even if you're married to them. Even, look, even if you marry, because we don't want to be patted on the head. Look, if you are a woman of color, sound off. We don't want to be patted on the head. You don't need to stroke our head in none of the things, okay? Because we're not pets. And therefore, we prefer not to have an unannounced touch on our on our head. Now, you know, what, you know what's funny about that, though? It's like before we got married, you know, you have these ideas of like marriage and a wife and like, you know, on the beach and their hair flowing, flowing. and like running, running your hands through their hair. And I think yes. the first time I tried that with you, I think you about punched me. What in the now we've been I married. Your almost fist balled years. up. Look. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't really know, but I think, you know, you see this on the movies. <laughs> Look, we've been married almost 15 years. And let me just say, I am beyond grateful that you have been able to adapt so easily because I think you kind of, you have to say, but it seems like you kind of learn to kind of let me explore different styles, learn and all the things as I go. What has yeah, kept no, you from cool. getting in trouble with my hair in the past? What have you learned? So for me, many times you got to tell me everything once, but my goal is don't tell me anything twice. Don't have to tell me anything twice. So you tell me, don't touch your hair. All right, cool. Don't touch your hair. Got it. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's like, it's just that simple. Look. Okay. So I need to have, um, I think we're going to transition out of curious questions with Priscilla. Yes. Oh, yeah. You got okay. one? Okay. Everybody, I do. Everybody, welcome to the Relatively Black and White Podcast. What's up? Yes, wherever you are watching, we ask that you go over to the Relatively Black and White page on Facebook if you're not watching there and you're able to. So you can make sure you hit the follow button and you are a part of this conversation um, in the future. But we this is episode six and you are watching it live. Now we're moving on to the next segment. And that is this. Curious questions with Priscilla. Guys, I have a mind that thinks of all kinds of random things. And I'm a question asker by nature. And I remember when we first got married, I would just randomly ask questions. And I would literally have you thinking, like you'd be sitting there like, hmm, I wonder why that is. <laughs> but it's me just asking random questions. So here's my question today. And this is going to hit the guys. Since you come in for us women, okay, which... We love our hair. We we wear the sew-ins and things because it helps us to express ourselves in different ways and it can save us time. Talking about this curious question, though, um, here's what I have. Why do you think, which you can't answer for all men, but I'd like your perspective. Why do you think a man who is caught cheating when his girlfriend or wife has receipts on him cheating, meaning she can prove it. She tells him she can prove it. And he still keeps denying it. This is a question of the world. I have coached and counseled women who have been in this exact situation where she has told him and she has said it. And I'm sitting here like, how? And I can't react because I'm coaching or whatever. And I'm like, in my mind, how in the world? Is this dude still saying, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. So no, you can't answer for all men, 
But can you give a perspective as to why a dude would deny cheating when he is faced with it? This is my curious question today. I don't understand this human behavior. What are your thoughts? Maybe I don't really understand these segments. Because if I came out swinging, you just dropped a bomb. Like, are we, like, what are we, like, is this? Uh, I can ask um, whatever curious question. You no, can I know you can. Way. I mean, it's just, this kind of took a different turn. Okay. Yep. Let me ask you, let me ask you a follow-up. How many of those women are questioning whether or not they actually have real receipts? Meaning they actually caught, like, how, how many of them are like, maybe he didn't, maybe. Well, I'll give wrong. you two. I'll give you two examples. Um, one, um, she actually had her, a uh, cop friend follow him to the hotel. So when, when she's sharing this with you, is there any doubt in her mind that he was cheating? Zero. Okay. What about the other one? The other one, uh, she had talked to the woman he had cheated with. So did she have any doubts? No. Do you have any more examples where they have? Both of them a- had confronted <laughs> Oh, I just nailed this. Both I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. Why would I gotta do this? this the only thing I can think is a separate episode. Only, yeah, and maybe you should give me a little heads up so I can um, maybe think about this one. This is not like what's the difference between weave and so in. So okay, so maybe, <laughs> may, maybe he's he thinks that there's some kind of way that he can still have a little doubt and get away with it, or or I. I Y'all, I wonder if anybody watching has any thoughts or have ever had someone around you or you experienced this. I know this is a big, curious question, but do you know the one thing that crossed my mind is I feel like he is scared to lose it all. Oh, for sure. That's what I mean. He's trying to he's trying to create some kind of doubt to be able to keep whatever, maybe both relationships or one relationship. He's trying to do something to keep his life from being blown up. And maybe if he just keeps denying it, it'll have enough doubt. And he'll, I don't, I, that's all I got. I don't, I don't. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this comment, Hey Dana, she says, I think guys being disbelief, they actually got called. She said they just get frozen in their tracks. I could see that. There's some paralyzation that happens with us guys <laughs> at certain yeah. times where, uh, yeah. I, mm, oh my gosh. This may be, have to be a whole, we may have to do a whole separate episode about cheating, but I'm just like, cause we talk relationships here and all that, but I am blown away. Yeah. Well, um, oh. okay. Let's talk about our big leap of faith. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't heard, uh, this past Sunday, uh, we it was our last Sunday as the pastors of Faith for Life Church in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, we are on our way to Georgia to start a church. Back to Georgia. Yeah, start a church. Where we were married. From scratch. Mm-hmm. Where I was born, where we were married, where we lived for about a year after we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Uh, we are taking a huge leap of faith. This is the biggest leap of faith, biggest decision um, as far as just following, you know, what we think we're supposed to do and doing it by faith that we've ever made in our lives. Ever. Both both of us work at Faith for Life. So we're both walking away from- Employment. Employment. We're walking away from- Community. 
a, a stable situation with mm -hmm. a great group of people, a great church, a great community. Yes. Our kids love it here. We got an amazing house. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody, somebody was telling him, was like, man, you know, God is leading us back to Georgia to start a church. And he goes, is this one of those like, you're getting fired or you're uh, every, everything's <laughs> like, went wrong. Really <laughs> yeah. Like you're getting fired. And so you're going back to Georgia and you're saying God's leading you or like, you, you know, you, you ran out of money and you got to go back home to live with your mom, but you're saying it's what God wants you to no. like, I was like, no, man, like <laughs> everything, everything's great. It, um, that's, that's what makes it a leap of faith is right. everything's great. So I think we should uh, probably talk about, some of the things that we've learned over the last right. several months in making this decision and taking this leap of faith. And some of you guys may have taken a leap of faith before and may be able to sound off on some of the things that we have experienced or some of the things that we're learning. Um, that would be so great. So as you comment and stuff, like we just love it so much. And if you're watching from a place that is not the uh, relatively black and white Facebook page, definitely head over there. Um, that would be amazing if you could follow and watch from there and share. So as we jump into this, make sure you're sharing and we're ready to go. So hun, I'm gonna pitch it to you for the first thing. So what's something that you've had to kind of walk in or live in taking a leap of faith? So the first thing kind of for me, because I'm a pastor and, you know, it, it's one of those where you cannot, I, I can't, we can't, Mm -hmm. We can't be people who, who come across as do as we say, not as we do. Right. And I think if you are a Christian and you genuinely want to follow God and do what God wants you to do, mm -hmm. then there are going to be times where God asks you to take a leap of faith. And I think the first thing I learned is if we're going to talk about it, if we're going to preach about it, then we got to be yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and God asking us to do this, we, we, I mean, we could say no, God's not going to force us. But the first thing right. about taking a leap of faith is saying yes. Yes. Saying, saying, I'm willing to walk away from everything that I know, everything that's comfortable, everything that I love in this place with these people and do what you want me to do. Because if you if you don't say yes, then nothing that follows, you know, it doesn't happen. So you have to you have to say yes to God. Mm -hmm. Man. So when did you first say yes? So taking this leap, this is something that you knew we needed to do before I did. When you told me, I was not excited. And I was like, well, I need to hear from God. So <laughs> so yeah. how did your yes come about in the beginning? What made you say yes? So I, you know me. I'm horrible with time frames. I don't know how long ago it was because mm -hmm. I barely know week to week, month to month, year to year. <laughs> Things that I think were a week ago were a month ago or two months ago. So I, I don't know exactly time frame, but I remember the first time I felt like God was saying, move back home to Georgia. And, and it wasn't even start a church. It was just move back home to Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, no, that wasn't God. <laughs> that, that, that was just, I don't know what that was, but that wasn't. And I said, I just kind of threw that away. So the first time I felt like God was speaking that to me, I, I didn't say yes. Yeah. Then it came back up again and it, it came back up again a second time with, um, Hey, I want you to move there and start a church. And so at that point, it's like, Whoa, God, you're going to have to tell me that again, because Woo! that's, 
that's too big. That's too big a leap of faith. We, you know, we don't have somebody, you know, giving us a whole bunch of money to do it. We don't have a facility. We don't, we, we don't even have a name. We, we, we don't have a name. We, we're still we, waiting we, on God to go. Right. Yes. So, so I was like, God, you got, this is too big. I got to make sure before I bring this to, I was like, God, have you ever met Priscilla? I can't take this to Priscilla until I'm sure you got to tell me this again. <laughs> and, uh, and so honestly, it was probably three or four times in prayer where I felt like this is what God was saying. And, and, and finally I was like, all right, God, now give me an opportunity to tell Priscilla and you better start talking to her. Cause this is going, I know how it's going to sound. I talk about Atlanta a lot. I love the Falcons. I love the Braves. I love the Hawks. It's going to sound like I just want to go home. And yeah. that is not at all what it was or what yeah. it is. So yeah. I was like, you better talk to her. So it took, it took four or five times for God to keep dealing with me for me to finally say yes. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it taking a little while to say yes. Um, I think God gives you a grace on that. And I know for me, whenever I'm taking too long to do anything, I feel the intensity build inside yeah. of me, almost like you can't, escape it. you can't escape it. You know that you are ignoring something and you know, it's God. So, um, that is amazing. Okay. So one of the things that I feel like was really important for me, um, in this, in the beginning stages of taking this leap of faith, which we just announced this weekend, and that was getting the timing. It is one thing to know that you are supposed to do something in life. I'm supposed to own a business. I'm supposed to work in this type of place. I'm supposed to start this or pay off this. Like there's a vision for something, but sometimes we just get so out of timing. I'm like, we don't like, we don't know when. And so sometimes we jump ahead of stuff premature, prematurely. And then when things are not working out for us, we will lose confidence that we ever heard from God at all. And so for me, I was like, I need the timing because he can say, yes, God, I'm sure. But for me, I was like, Lord, when? And I know you were too, right? When should this happen? Now, let me be real. Sometimes we don't know exactly when to say when. Like, like God, let me repeat that. Sometimes we don't know how to hear clearly on the inside to know when the timing is, and that's okay. Sometimes you have to step in order to realize, oh, this ain't the right time. You got to move in order to know. But some of us feel like we do have that sense of, I can tell when the timing is. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and one of the things that we recognize for us is you need to actually go and be in the place to get a sense of what God's doing or peace or timing, like, like you specifically. Oh uh, yeah. I saw that earlier. I was, yeah. Look, uh, you yo, don't want me to answer that. <laughs> I'll text you. I, Ken. No. So <laughs> I literally, for me, I definitely needed to, um, feel it. This was one of those where let me, let me, I need to feel this. I need to see if I can see myself back in, in Atlanta, because every time we visited since we left, you know, 11 years ago, I have never felt like it was home. I just did it. And in this ministry thing, we, we, every place we went, we were allowed to, by the grace of God, it became home. And Atlanta, Atlanta just never were. So that getting the timing was something 
when it came to the leap of faith, that was really important uh, for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think the next thing that I learned was, and, and you know this in your head, but when you go through it, it's different, mm-hmm. is you got to grab a hold and can't let go. Like you cannot let go because it's one thing to to say, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this decision. I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. I know when, but then once you get into it, inevitably it's going to feel like everything falls apart and you cannot let go of right. what you know you're supposed to do because it didn't go smoothly. It didn't go perfectly. It didn't go, you know, exactly the way and the timing that you think, because right. um, we've had a lot of things go super smooth and even yeah. I would even say supernatural. But we've also had some bumps in the road. Pressure. It's Decisions. that it's that like, all right, God, this is huge. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense. This is almost like ridiculous. And now this isn't working right. This isn't mm-hmm. going right. Um, and if you if you let those things determine whether or not you're going to take the leap of faith, then you're going to be somebody that the Bible talks about when it talks about you're being swayed back and forth. Somebody of two opinions, you're wishy-washy, you're unstable. You're like, yes, I am. No, I'm not. I'm going to make this leap of faith. No, I'm going to play it safe. And at some point when you decide you can't let go of what you know. Mm-hmm. So like when I started the pursuit club or when I opened the company, the prolific pursuit, um, I was not quite sure, um, of all the details, but what I was sure on is the beginning. And just like this, that's all we got. We have the beginning, just like Abraham, pick up your stuff. I'm going to tell you on your way there. And I I will show you. I never thought we'd be Abraham. Okay, so, and this is how I felt when I started. Um, the we're not really club. set up like Abraham. We're <laughs> like, set up like Abraham. Okay, <laughs> but but God is still using us. So uh, with the Pursuit Club, I was able to say, I know you call me to coach women. I know you've called me to create a space where they can thrive and they can check out of life, but still check into you. And I just got to start, and I have learned as I have gone. But to see the impact it's had in women's life has been amazing. And so when you don't let go of what you know, you will see fruit. You yeah. will get results. And that's how you know you are in the right timing. You're in the right space. And you know you're doing what you need to do. And if that doesn't work out all the time, it's okay. God is a God who teaches and allows for grace. But, man, I love that, hun. Don't let go of what you know. Yeah. Okay. So here's something in this leap of faith um, that I have learned and um, I'm trying to narrow it to one. So I'll, I'll say this. I would have to say um, it's prepare to be uncomfortable. So you mentioned early uh, earlier um, that there was someone who asked you, um, hey, Um, is this really what it is you say it is or were you really fired and now you're leaving? And you had to be like, no, we really just heard God tell us we need to go somewhere else. And so for me, I knew that once we, like you said earlier, we said, you said yes to God. So then eventually I said yes to God. Then we got our timing. We know this summer we had to make the move. And then we decide, okay, I'm not going to let go of what I know. But then I had to accept 
this is not going to be comfortable. So even if everything lines up the way we need it to, to transition us to Georgia, there will be discomfort consistently. Why? Because I'm leaving one thing and going to the next. So real quick, son, hun, you can throw out a couple of things that have been uncomfortable for you. But one of the things that I've been uncomfortable initially is we are leaving our income. And yeah, when I'm grateful, yes. Another thing that was uncomfortable is putting our house on the market and not knowing what type of offers we would get. First of all, super grateful that we decided to buy a home some years ago that has appreciated in value and allows us to now be debt free. That is insane. Yeah. But it was uncomfortable putting it out there, getting the house ready. A lot of work went into doing this and we're not even done yet. This is still the beginning. Um, so being able to be uncomfortable and not run away is something I had to just prepare myself for knowing we have a journey ahead of us. Yeah. And I would even say like when you're taking a, a leap of faith, you got almost have to expect to be uncomfortable. Yeah. The, the, fact, the fact that you are taking this leap of faith is you are moving into the land of uncomfortable yes. because the comfortable place is not a leap of faith. The comfortable place is the secure place. It's the mm -hmm. playing it safe place. But the leap of faith is, is it's all about not being comfortable. It's right. leaving comfort behind for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've had a lot of uncomfortable moments. I think um, the, the toughest for me were the conversations with our kids yeah. And the conversations with our staff. Yeah. And then the conversations with with our church. Mm -hmm. Um those those relational conversations were absolutely uncomfortable. Right. I mean, just just heart wrenching. Our one of our kids, as soon as soon as you told him, yeah. He he was in tears. He fell apart. Heartbroken. Oh. Because he don't want to leave his best friend. Yeah. And I've been there like in the this space of uncomfortable. I have had flashbacks of so many things uh, because I was a ministry kid and I've moved around as a child and a teenager for the sake of ministry uh, with my father. Well, with my family, but because of my father and the work he was doing. And so I have had to get uncomfortable many times in the past. I've had to be told the news you're leaving everything. I've had to uh, be the kid who's dragging in speakers and microphones and all these things to plan a church. And I've done it three or four times as a young person and I've seen it. And so I know that there can be some work and God may have us go through the trenches on this thing, or it may be with ease. So I don't know, but I am prepared to be uncomfortable. All right. Yeah. Last one. Okay. You want to give the last one? Yeah. Last one. Um, I think you have to, what I've learned is you have to get excited about the dream. Mm, when we first good. started this, there were very few moments of excitement. When God first started revealing this to me, I was not excited at all. Ooh. There was so many moments of doubt, like, God, what are we doing? This doesn't yes. make sense. I don't want to do this. This is not the right time. Yes. And, and there were very few moments of excitement. Over the course of time, I've mm -hmm. be begun to have more moments of excitement and less moments of, oh my gosh, what are we doing? <laughs> And, and and as you go through this and you're holding on to what you know and you're expecting and, and preparing for the uncomfortable and 
all these things and you're walking this out in this leap of faith, you got to get excited about the dream and the yeah. dream. This is, this is where uh, we have to put everything in perspective, right? The dream for us is, it's, it's not about a hundred thousand member church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the dream of reaching people in Georgia, ministering to people in Georgia, helping people, empowering people. And we don't know what that may look like. Mm-hmm. I, I I had somebody recently who I respect and admire so much. He said this, he said, when, when God takes you to a new level and he got this, I think he said, he got this from TD Jakes. He said, when God takes you to a new level, it often looks like you're starting over. So, so, so when you're, when you, when you're counting, he says, you know, in in your county, you get to 20, 21, 22, 23, you're, you're, you're rising, you're elevating, you get to 28, 29, 30 is a new level. And as soon as you get to 30, you go back to one. It's just like Two, graduating to college. You are single, yeah. now you're a freshman. Absolutely. But that, doesn't, but that doesn't mean you go from pastoring X number of people to much less than it doesn't, it doesn't mean that. It just mm-hmm. means you're at a new level, and that new level is going to feel like you're back at the bottom. You're starting yeah. over, which requires a lot of humility. But if we will get excited about the dream of whatever it is, that leap of faith that God's asking you or you feel ready to, to, to take, when you yeah. get excited about the dream, you're ready to go back down to one. You're ready yes. to move in speakers or, or set up chairs or you're ready to do things that maybe you weren't ready to do at 29 that you're ready to do at 31 in that new like, man, I at this point, I am so excited and we don't have a facility. We don't have nothing. We don't have a name. We don't. We don't know exactly where it's going to be. We don't, we don't have people like leaving Austin to come to to the Georgia with us. Like we don't have a staff. But man, I am getting excited about a dream. Not not as much of reality as a dream. And, and I think heart, that fuels you. That fuels yes. you to take that faith and take those final steps and and jump. Mm-hmm. And where I think that that fuel comes in handy is because when you see the tears that your decision has caused, mm. when you see, and the thing is with Abraham, when he had to leave where he was and God said, I'll tell you what's going to happen once you on your way, once you get to this new place that I will show you, he still was taking folks with him. He wasn't supposed to take. Why? Because they probably did not want to part ways. It has brought so many tears. I mean, I That's cried good. so hard on Sunday. I woke up with swollen eyes Monday and Tuesday from the tears I have shed. I feel like I have seen so many hearts break and text messages and all the things with folks who are upset at us leaving. And I am upset to leave them. At the same time, I to your point about getting excited about the dream, honestly, it is the fuel that can help you get through the transition of leaving the people and the love and the support you have had. Because over the last nine years that we have been pastors at Faith for Life, I have been growing. I know you can say this about yourself and I'm still growing. Everybody is still growing. But the people who have been there time and time again, meaning you keep showing up, you keep being here, means that you still believe in who we are. There's something about us that has made you say, I am here. And those are the people that I hate to leave 
because they have shown so much love. And now we're going to a place where, yes, we know some people in Atlanta and there's some Atlanta people in here right now. But gosh, Lord, help us to be able to keep holding on to the dream, even through the tears of making the transition. It's been tough. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the, a lot of that for me has been um, going back to this is what God has asked us to do as much as we want to be loyal to our relationships here and the feelings, and we don't want to hurt people's feelings, like what we've taught, what we've preached, what we've tried to live is you yeah. first have to be loyal to God. Mm -hmm. And, and we can't be hypocrites now and say, God, I know you're asking us to do this. I know you're asking right. us to take this leap of faith, but, but, but it's going to hurt these people too much. And so we can't do that. Mm -hmm. We're going to say no to you to protect their feelings. Right. As if, as if we actually could protect their feelings. We can't. <laughs> and it we would be better for them. Own. Listen, it's not better for them if we stay here. Be Come on. Because, because God has clearly told us not to stay here. Yes. So we don't know how that would play out if we said no to God and stayed. But, mm -hmm. but we have to trust that God is leading. And if so, then it would not be better for them if we stayed. Absolutely. And that is tough. At the same so time, it's a beautiful thing. All right. So you gotta before, be tough to take a leap of faith. Look, man, this you could go on be. forever. Okay. So our podcasts are normally about 20 or so minutes. We're a little bit longer tonight because we're live with you guys and get to see you guys. We're about to move on to the next segment of make it black and white. But before we do that, some of your comments here, we want to share and hear from Nieves, who we love so dearly. She's a faithful lifer. And she says, this is right on time. I just had an interview for a job paying uh, $4 less than what I'm making, but I believe God is calling me into the education field. Amazing. And I'm not sure what type of work exactly. I don't remember that you do now, but a career change can be a beautiful thing if you have room to keep climbing up and growing. So that is amazing. Kiana says, I'm happy for you all and your family. I just hate to see you all go, but I know God has a plan to continue to grow the black family. Definitely praying for you all. I just got to say, Thank whenever you. I see black family, I still <laughs> think it's ironically funny. Y'all, we've been weird. I was thinking the years. same thing. I was thinking and the we, same we'd be thing. like the blacks. We'd be like, <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny about that is growing up, it never crossed my mind. Like really? I never thought twice about being the blacks or the black family. <laughs> I don't know that anybody I ever heard anybody really say it, but it wasn't until we got married that I was like, that's funny. That's because now you have a black family. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Thank you. We are definitely going to miss all of you guys too. And, and Nieves, if, if you feel like that's where God's leading you, um, Gotta jump, take, mm -hmm. take the leap of faith. I'm so glad Go you for interviewed it. for it. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. It. So we're going to make it black and white, make it black and white in the scriptures today. We're going to share from Proverbs chapter eight, verse one. It says, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice. And you will be like, what, what are we talking about? Does wisdom not call? Does understanding not raise her voice? Here's what jumped out at me about Proverbs chapter eight, verse one. Is, is wisdom makes noise. Wisdom can be heard. Wisdom is available. Yeah. It's not something that's hiding all the ways from you. You know, if you seek God, you'll find God. And, and in God, there's wisdom. 
um, the uh, Proverbs is full of scriptures about wisdom and how yeah. we are to seek wisdom and get wisdom and understanding and all of those things. But, but I wanted to just point out and encourage that wisdom is available. You can hear it. It's, it's calling out, it's raising its voice. It's not something for a select few. It's not something that's, that's necessarily trying to be hid from you. Mm -hmm. um, it is something that is available to you. God wants you to hear wisdom. He wants you to understand it. He wants you uh, to be able to know it and walk in it. You know, it's something about wisdom because, um, this is going to be a ghetto translation of this scripture, but who would I be Perfect. if I did not have one? Relatively so, black and white. There it is. Let's make this thing black and white. So there was a viral video. and I'm going to get there. It's going to take a minute, though, uh, where this lady went off on black women wearing hair bonnets in public. And she said, you are not a person who are carrying yourself in high esteem. If you are in the airport with house shoes on, pajamas on a blanket wrapped around you and a hair wrap. <laughs> so this is what she, can you picture this? I know you can. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've absolutely. seen this so many times. So she is saying, and she said it so nice. She says, sweet babies, some of you call me auntie. I just want to let you know that you are not walking in queen status if you look like this in public, okay? A bunch of comments were ripping. You can't tell me what to do. I can wear whatever I want. What you mean I can't wear a bonnet? Who are you? All of the things were trickling down the comments. Let me just tell you, that was wisdom she was giving. She was essentially saying, your first impression matters. People judge you by what you look like. This is basic 101 wisdom, just like you wouldn't show up for a job interview on in pajamas. What you wear matters. And it was wisdom and it was being rejected time and time again, even though a lot of people supported what she was saying. And it says, does not understanding raise her voice? I think understanding is necessary, um, but sometimes we ignore it because we don't like the package that it came in. Yeah, but it's available. This may be a, a curious uh, question or uh, explain this, but Maybe so, but um, I have, a, I have a question. So, our daughter, she's five. Mm -hmm. I take her. I take all our kids swimming. Not the last two times, but three times ago, you sent our daughter with a shower cap to the swimming pool. Sure did. Was that acceptable? I, like she was running around in a shower cap. I didn't. I didn't know. Like, is Look, this okay? Are you trying to I say I wasn't being wise? No, I don't know. It just brought it up because I didn't know. Then you got her a shower cap, and like I saw other girls with shower caps and I get that but like first time she had on a not a she had on a swim cap you got her a swim cap but the I shower cap like the blue cap. clear like like I didn't know is that okay, okay. Was that I, okay? See how, I see how you're doing no, I don't know I, I'm not trying to throw shade I really don't Y'all see the shade I'm Do really you asking see the shade? this is like okay. an additional explain this to Evan is that okay okay is that we're gonna go back earlier in the podcast okay so my daughter has braids for the first time ever. She wants to preserve them because she don't want them out. She is already sad that our mommy has to take them out this week. I need her hair to not get wet because once it is washed, her hairstyle is gone. Therefore, a six-year-old or a five-year-old, almost six, she ain't making no impressions in public. It can be an impression on us. So that's why she only wore it two times. 
And then I had a shower cap. There it is. There it is. Didn't say we needed no, to be got, perfect. You had a swim right? cap. You got her a swim cap. I got her a swim no, cap. I, That's I, right. I genuinely didn't know. Yeah, swim cap. Swim uh, cap. And Jennifer swim cap is definitely acceptable. It's really hard to put on when I'm sitting there by myself. With a little girl. <laughs> I have no idea. God what knows this I'm thing not is. in the water. <laughs> Jennifer says, My mom is black and my dad is white. Wow, Jennifer didn't know that. Mom used to put conditioner in my hair before we went to the pool. That is amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. And that definitely protects your hair. I love that. Keandra says, Them swim caps are uncomfortable. They be squeezing all tight. Wouldn't have thought about a shower cap. Kudos for using your resources. Look, that's all I could do. That's all I could do because she is going to be, she knows how to swim, y'all. Her dad has taught her how to swim. So this five-year-old is swimming. Her hair is going to get wet. So good. Well, this concludes the Relatively Black and White podcast. We hope you guys have enjoyed going live with us. It's our first time doing it live. Hun, how did you feel about doing it live? I like it. No yeah, no, I, I I like this. If y'all like this, we maybe we should do this more often. We will see. Now, guys, something that I want you to do if you haven't yet is definitely like us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We, yes, we're on Twitter. We don't comment there much, but we at least today we don't. But we want you to be able to stay connected with Relatively Black and White. Um, the podcast airs every Monday. Um, there's a new episode on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is our first time going live. So if we decide to go live more often to record this podcast, we will notify you through those social media outlets. If you want us to go live, drop something in the comments right now. Yeah, let is us this, know. Is this something you would love for us to do on a regular basis? If so, let us know. Last housekeeping, y'all. No, we're individual on Instagram. Most of you guys already follow us on Instagram. It's Evan B and uh, it's underscore Evan B and it's underscore Priscilla B is where you can find. And we got we got all the stuff now. We got websites. We're both on YouTube. We we got all the social oh individually media. we do have a website, not a joint one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. So, so good. It, it's, it's underscore Evan B and. What's yours? It's PriscillaB.com? Yes. Yeah. It's Priscilla awesome. B. Yes. Oh, I love it. You guys like us going live. It may help in the transition with us, you know, uh, for our faithful lifers who we won't be with. This Sunday is our last Sunday with you guys um, in the building. Um, but maybe we will definitely see how it goes. The more you share the podcast, the more it helps us to be here live. So if you're on Facebook, share it. If you're on YouTube, grab the link and share it with somebody. Okay. All right. I think Appreciate y'all. Thanks yeah. for watching. Thanks for listening. <laughs>